Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Tanya TV. On this week's episode, I'm speaking with Brenna Guillen, who is a yoga and meditation instructor based in San Francisco. And I met Brenna because um, she was one of the instructors during my yoga teacher training through Yoga Tree. And on this week's episode, we are discussing yoga nidra and the need for rest in today's society, among other things. Um, Brenna can be found on Instagram at Brenna Guillen. And she also has a website, brennaguian.com, which I will link in the description. So yeah, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Well, thanks, Tanya. Great to be here. Uh, yeah, so I've been um, teaching yoga um, for 20 years, and um, I've been teaching beings how to then become teachers and facilitators for uh, the past 10 years, and and I do my own program with Sri Yoga, and I also teach um, certain segments through other um, facilitators as well, like Yoga Tree, and that's where we met. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's it. That's good. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I also know that you're into Tantra yoga as mm-hmm. well, specifically and Rod Stryker. I hadn't heard of before you mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Um, So, and also relating to all of this, um, I hadn't really known much about Yoga Nidra before meeting you, um, which is amazing. Um, (laughs) Do you want to give a brief like description on what Yoga Nidra is? Yeah, happy to. Uh, So Yoga Nidra is yogic sleep for a very quick way of talking about it. And it's a sleep based meditation practice as opposed to just your typical meditation practice where you're sitting upright and you are actively trying to meditate. Yoga Nidra is either a self guided or guided by someone else or it could be done over audio um, where you typically are in a, a lying down position and you are um, passively working towards a meditative state But specifically in Yoga Nidra, we are attempting to um, let the body sleep, let the mind sleep, but stay tethered to consciousness. And what that allows you to do is not only be right right now, you're completely aware that you are in the waking state, you are conscious of that. Can you also be conscious as you um, move through a transition stage? Be conscious of that, be conscious of sleep, um, dreaming, then be conscious of another transition state and be conscious of deep sleep. And then you go, and that's sort of a launching pad um, into the realms of, in yoga terms, of samadhi or nirvana. And there's several different stages of that that enter you into the fourth state of consciousness. We don't have a term for the fourth state in English, but in Sanskrit we call it the turiya, which literally means the fourth state. And, um, and this is, um, a good way of explaining it is where 
right now, let's say we're on the first floor and we're looking out the window of the waking state. And then you go up to the second floor and now you're looking out the window of the dream state. And now you go up to the third floor and now you're looking out the window of deep sleep. And then you get to the top floor onto the roof. And whereas on each floor you could only see out whatever that window gave you, now you can see all of it. So all states of consciousness, go, are you are aware of all of them. But to be clear at that point, there is no more me and there is no more you. And so this is a complete um, disidentification from any kind uh, of um, construct that you have lived within the waking state. So it's really hard to talk about it with words because words are for the waking state, right? <laughs> words are not really for the dream state and they're definitely not for the deep sleep state. Yeah, um, I agree. It's hard to describe um, the feeling when you're in a yoga nidra class or being guided in a yoga nidra meditation. Um, and I feel like I personally tend to just go into a sleep and not a waking sleep. So, um, you know, that's something I've been working on. But um, I think what initially really drew me to Yoga Nidra as well was the fact that at the time I was living in San Francisco, you know, working at a law firm downtown, dealing with public transportation, being busy all the time, lots of outside stimulus, stimuli. Um, and generally just feeling very, um, almost burnt out, but really just stressed. Yeah. Um, so I felt it was a way to kind of bring me back to a more balanced state of being, um, but also to just counteract, um, you know, what it is to live in, you know, a capitalist consumerist society and culture <laughs> that the U.S. is. Um, so yeah, that, those were my thoughts on that, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, um, I'm not really sure how you first found out about Yoga Nidra or, um, like what, why, you know, do you think it's so important, um, right now for people to, to know about it? Um, so I was first introduced to it from my main teacher, Rod Stryker, who is the leader of a form of yoga called Para Yoga. And um, he had been taught by his teachers. And that was, you know, almost 20 years ago. And um, we were some of the few beings doing it in the United States and practicing it. And he was one of the few teachers. And, and so part of his mission and a part of a few other people in this country, their mission was to get it to everybody, as many people as we can get it to. And so it's been great watching it uh, grow over the past 20 years. And um, the, the practice itself is used for anywhere from physical healing, emotional, mental healing, spiritual healing. Um, but it's also 
used for self-realization and enlightenment. So, um, and one can't really happen without the other, but really acknowledging that um, everybody um, can do yoga nidra. And depending on where you're at in your journey, um, it may be more devoted towards healing something very specific within you, or it may be, as you and I just talked about, like geeking out about states of consciousness and like exploring what that means, you know, because humans have this capacity to do that. And, and, um, and it, from the ancient texts, we can definitely see that, you know, as you know, as a yogini, like people were really interested in what it meant to be human and why it was that we can explore so many different states of consciousness outside of the waking state. And because, and, and the yogis were always in the realm of, if I can do it, then I should explore it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's, uh, it's just been something that I've been teaching, um, you know, since I started to teach yoga, it was like immediately I was always teaching it. And, um, and so nowadays, um, you know, yoga, the evolution of yoga, it just went in many, um, different directions. And although we might not be able to see all of those different directions in this country, um, this country definitely, um, took yoga in, in down the road of physical fitness, but we're not, we're not the only ones practicing this. And, and, um, and so all, you know, whether it was meditation or it was breathing practices, pranayama, or it was, um, the physical practices, or it was yoga nidra, or it was, um, like just literally every second of your life being devoted towards waking up. Um, It's, it's across the board and uh, all those techniques have been explored. And, and, and so I find that it's important that um, even if in this country, we didn't dive as deeply into that stuff yet, it's starting to happen. And why is it starting to happen? It's starting to happen because this is not sustainable, what we do. Consumer society is in capitalism in the, in the form that we know it. Um, we can't keep going because soon enough our resources are going to be dried up and uh, the planet is, you know, it, it will no longer be um, a place that is livable for human beings. Um, and, and, and so the hope is that a practice like yoga nidra, a sleep-based practice, um, and this may be your experience, you know, you talking about, it's like, I don't know if I was burned out, but I certainly was overworked and um, overdrawn. And um, to, to give somebody an experience in yoga nidra, not just of rest, but to really wake them up, that I'm overdrawn and this is not sustainable and I can't keep going like this. And more and more humans are getting sick because in, in some way, shape or form, whether it's a disease uh, or it's uh, a mental um, 
something mentally that's very uncomfortable and isn't quite firing right anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, or just, um, lack of desire to live life. Mm -hmm. This is what we see, you know, and, and I believe it's just, you know, because of, of, uh, this consumerist way and putting value on, um, achieve, achieve, achieve and, and acquire. <laughs> and, um, you know, it just doesn't make anybody happy. And so the, the thing about happiness is if you are that depleted and you are depleted because you are attempting to move towards the wrong things, things that won't actually make you happy, then the first things we need to work on is replenishment and yoga nidra, like first and foremost, before any of the deeper healing happens, it at least gives you a, a boost of energy. And then the deep healing can happen. And, um, and then, you know, and then the heart opens and then, and then, you know, self-realization as that, those are the terms we use in yoga to know your highest self, to be driven by your highest self, your soul, your spirit, to always know every second of the day that this is why I am here and this is what I need to do, right? Really being in line with your dharma. And these are the practices that help you stay willing to stay on that path. When you are depleted, you crave the wrong things. Mm -hmm. You crave the things that will just give you instantaneous you know, boost, but it's unfortunately like pulls you down and then when it gets murky like you lose sight of your dharma it's kind of like sort of your fault but also kind of not your fault it's just the nature of nature this is yeah. what happens right so this is a sustainable um a practice to really for sustainability not only for ourselves but of our human connection and then our connection to the earth and the connection to the universe yeah and i think um i thought of the term holistic wellness when you were um going through all of that um information and that's something that's really um been a focus for me i think since doing um the yoga teacher training and something that i've been drawn to is the idea of, you know, okay, I'm, I'm working, you know, quote unquote, working out my body in yoga and like challenging it physically, but also what am I doing to counteract that in a way in terms of um, having the time for relaxation, having the time for rest, and then what am I putting into my body? How am I fueling it? What am I reading and like taking in every day? Um, through my vision or senses. Um, and that, you know, has really become a focus for me of, um, you know, what I want to share with others is just the knowledge of Ayurveda and holistic wellness and, you know, how you can't just, you know, take one pill and that'll solve all your problems <laughs> because yeah. why are you taking that pill in the first place? Um, so yeah. yeah, it's the, you know, it's a long dis longer discussion that we could have 
um, because I know you're also pretty knowledgeable in Ayurveda as well. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's really huge for people to be aware of. Yeah. And, and talking about that, uh, from where you and I are coming from in holistic health, it's, it's about getting to the root cause of something. Like if something's going wrong, let's figure out why, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and that is a very important aspect of all of the yoga practices, which is we want to know what's making us tick. We want to know what's running the show. And, um, and so this is, so if something is, um, you know, it, we desire to be these human beings that are compassionate and um and kind and and to really love unconditionally and that's challenging for humans to wrap their head around uh unconditional love to love someone without conditions it's pretty challenging to love anything without you know needing something in return is also very challenging and um so if we're not in that place of love and compassion, then we want to know why. So um, what, what, are, what are the circumstances that are moving us away from our joy? And then recognizing that, well, some of the circumstances I, I actually can't change. Mm -hmm. and, um, and therefore, I may need to be more in the realm of accepting. Um, and then just take care of myself, uh, you know, help my inner, go to my inner world to find my joy. On the other hand, um, because I am doing these practices, I'm seeing circumstances for what they actually are. I'm seeing the truth of things. And then if I can act or adjust or help, then I do. Um, and and it's all coming from that place, though, of, of being very, very steady. So no matter how turbulent life gets, I'm not swayed from my ground of being. And I can always connect to my source of joy, which comes from within. You know, society has taught us that joy and happiness is to be found outside of ourselves. Um, and that's just simply not the case. And, you know, all the, the great, you know, yogis and, the, and, and yoginis and the master, the rishis out there, the sages, all that, they've been trying to tell us that forever, you know. But, um, but it's not about self-interest. And that is where consumerism and capitalism, and that's where all of the turmoil that we're currently uh, living through it, it, it's, you know, the veil has been pulled back and we're all seeing that what got us here is self-interest. Everybody's self-interest and nobody, everybody, everybody is complicit, mm. everybody. And therefore we need to start waking up to, okay, what if instead of always just thinking about myself, I would say, instead of, um, why am I here? You ask, why are we here? Hmm. You know, and not like what, like what is my dharma, but what is our dharma? Mm -hmm. And what should I be doing? Should be like, what should we be doing? 
you know? And, and these are the four, you know, there's the four basic questions that all philosophers have asked since the dawn of time. Like, who am I? Why am I here? What do I want? And what am I willing to change in order to get it? And so it's just remove all the I statements out of that. Just put in we. And like, let's start tuning into the fact that this doesn't continue to exist unless we really start to not just work together, but like actually get on board with, with being in community and ha having um, the interest of not just surviving, but really thriving. Mm -hmm. And the only way the one person gets to thrive is this, everybody else is thriving. That's it, right? Like we don't, you know, some people would like you to believe otherwise, but I don't think so. <laughs> I think in order to thrive, everybody has to thrive. Otherwise it's not real. It's bullshit. Yeah. No. And I'm, I'm really glad that you also tied that into, um, you know, the movement that's been going on and the waking up that's been happening because, you know, I think it's kind of a ripe time to bring up these topics as well for people because people are more, you know, tuned in to maybe the issues that they're either facing internally or externally. Um, and so, you know, I think it's a good good time to actually have change not just want it um and you know specifically i think in the yoga community there's also been a huge kind of veil lifted as well which has been lifting for a, a while um about you know spiritual bypassing and and um white fragility and how are you going to address you know what's going on in the world in the classroom rather than just saying, you know, we need to take our yoga off of our mat and into the world. That's a very easy statement to make, but, um, but yeah, like how are you basically going to address because you are given a platform as a yoga teacher in a classroom or even, you know, virtually you're given um, I think a very powerful platform because people do really look to teachers to um i don't know there we there was a discussion had i think in the teacher training of you know basically like not putting teachers on a pedestal bringing them down and realizing that we are all on the same plane um and that that's a very important um you know idea to to remind people of because you know then there is this there can be this sort of, um, you know, idolizing teachers as being, I don't know, enlightened, which, you know, some are enlightened beings, but um, I don't know. Well, it's, it comes down to still having, it's like still the same relationship to, in, in that, and how we have everything. Like, if this person is at the front of the room, it means that they know more than me, mm -hmm. quite possibly, about a particular subject. And that's to be respected, but to give your power over to them 
is, you know, to assume that they're going to be the ones to help you do whatever it is that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Whether that's like, I need a job or I need to heal or, you know, I mean, it could be a number of things. And, and all of that comes from um, just the way um, governing has happened, um, you know, as far as we can tell for the past 5,000 years, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's the patriarchy or it's a matriarchy, it, it just has to do with, you know, top down type of stuff. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we, we all have work to do there, um, to, to, to really see, um, dominator systems where they exist. And it doesn't mean we don't still need teachers, but certainly in what way are they teaching? Are they teaching you in a way that, um, helps you really believe and, um, uh, have a drive towards, um, partnership with the world or is it teaching you to uh, get now onto your pedestal and to you become the dominant one? And that's where a lot of people are just because they don't really understand that there's any other way to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, like this was my college professor. Someday I'll be a college professor. You know, someday I'll be at the top. This is my yoga teacher. Someday they'll be dead and then I'll get to be at the top, you know? And it's just like, how about we just like actually stop needing to be at the top (laughs) you know like so it's um it's it's nobody's like brainwashing is the is the harsh term but it's just neuroplasticity it's where it's how we've all been taught and therefore if you don't want it to happen anymore the question that yoga always ha- has you do is just like when you're sitting there in judgment of somebody else, the question is turn it back to yourself and you ask how, like, how am I, if I'm judging somebody else, how am I judging myself? If I see that person judging, how, like, how am I judging other people? Mm-hmm. If I see that person dominating and I don't like it, then the question is how am I dominating people? Cause it's in there. Mm-hmm. So that's, we gotta, you know, ask ourselves those really hard, uncomfortable questions, which is how am I complicit? How mm-hmm. am I culpable? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I know we don't have much time left, so I guess um, I will ask what, you know, parting words would you like to share or what, um, you know, ideas or things do you think others should focus on, especially right now, given the state of the world? Um, I think my, the most important takeaway always is that there's over 7 billion people on this planet, which means there's 7 billion different paths. And everybody, the way we work 
um, in the yoga that I was raised with and, um, and then probably, you know, how you're raised with an Ayurveda and how you're raised in any kind of holistic health, which is we have to tune into the individual and everybody's individual uniqueness is going to require a different prescription for them to, um, thrive. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so sometimes it's going to, like, if you're really depleted, then we need to look at that and, and build you up. And, um, and, and then for somebody that's not feeling so depleted, you know, then we're going to work with you in a different way. Um, but regardless of how, um, you as an individual will thrive the best um, from the, the, the yoga tradition. When you get into those ancient texts, you realize that what those are are manuals of to be a human being. And, um, and when you were born, probably nobody handed you a manual. And they didn't hand your parents a manual either, you know? And somewhere along the way, due to all the things that happened historically, the manuals were forgotten, and now it's been the time of how do we how do we not only the manuals that we didn't forget how do we make sure that every single language can tune into those, but the manuals that were suppressed how do we help them come back uh, into the light and again translate them so that everybody can learn you know and. Um, and so no matter what, um, from where I'm sitting, practices uh, that, that, that get you really acquainted and in love with your internal world as much as we love the external world um, must, be, must be practiced. The external world is only 50% of what's going on here, maybe even less. <laughs> so learn how to go inwards and that's you know the yoga nidra is amazing for that and meditation is also amazing for that i'm going to suggest you start with yoga nidra and then eventually get into meditation you know mm-hmm. but one is not bigger or better than the other it's just that both are acknowledging um, ways in and then eventually you're seeing through the lens of yoga nidra all the time, meaning you're in that state, you're seeing, you're understanding what that state of consciousness is inviting you to see, even if you're in the waking state or the dream state or the deep sleep state. So, and that, and that, and what that is, is to see the truth. All of these are just to see the truth all the way down to the atomic level. And don't forget to follow me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Tanya Levy underscore TV and on Facebook at Tanya TV. And the best way to stay up to date on when the next episode is going to be released is to subscribe on Spotify, um, turn on notifications and also Apple Podcasts. And please, if you like what I'm putting out, let me know. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out and spread the word. Um, tell your family members, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. 
um, and have them like, share, and subscribe. All um, amplification on social media is always appreciated. Thank you. Thank you.